Good evening, Wisdom Eccentrics by Nat Chan Rinpoche, Chapter 28, Part 1. We talked well into the evening and it was late by the time I retired to bed to dream about yetis and horses leaping from rocky crags. They were not dreams of clarity or anything of that sort, simply the after image of inspiration a mirage left in the eyes after catching a glimpse of the sun. Chapter 28 Peculiar Vestments Yeah, and so there is a story about Milarepa that I like too much. I will tell you this story because again it concerns Tom yours. You know, I have seen many tankers of Marpa, the Lama of Milarepa, and in these he is most often shown with short hair, almost like a monk. This is not as he should be shown. Marpa was a Nakpa and should be shown with long hair. I have seen tankers like this also, but not many. Also, he should be wearing white, and this I have also seen, but not often. Why do they show Marpa in layman's dress, Rinpoche? Because he has a wife, and because monastic Tomyors cannot stand to show Gurkha Changlo costume. They have to revere Marpa, but they also want to show that he is a layman. This is the mixed thinking of Tomyors who try to prove something that makes no sense. Ah, I see. So some people wanted to venerate Marpa at the same time as disparaging the Gurkha Changlo day, and this is the result. Rinpoche nodded. So it is quite simple. Yeah, anyway. Milarepa was sitting once high in the mountains and he was naked because his clothes had worn out. Milarepa had no great concern about his nakedness. He felt no cold. Besides which, the weather was pleasant and so there was no need to leave the mountains just to find some clothing. Now at the time, unbeknownst to Milarepa, unbeknownst to Milarepa, his sister Peta Gunki had decided to make a visit to her incomparable brother. Peta travelled a long way to see him and walked a long way up into the mountains. It's a virtuous thing to do if you can't meditate and great merit is thereby accrued. The idea, Rinpoche added in an offhand way, is that you can gain enough merit through this kind of act that you can create causes for meditation in a future life. Rinpoche snorted with derision. If it's so important to be able to meditate in the future that you have to walk halfway across Tibet, why not meditate in this life? Balan. Yes, certainly I see that, but 
But what? Rinpoche asked with a mischievous grin. What do you say? That's Tibetan culture, isn't it? Oh yeah, Tibetan culture. Every culture has its blindness, and this is the blindness of Tibetans. Western people don't have to learn to be blind in this way. They have their own blindness already, without having to be blind like Tibetans as well. It's best for Western people to learn pure essential teachings and learn to see clearly. Yes, I replied, somehow knowing that Rinpoche wasn't going to shout, I didn't ask for you to agree with me. Sure enough, he didn't, so I continued. I see that in most people who come to study Dharma here. There are those who accept Tibetan culture as if it were Dharma, and there are those who reject Dharma because of Tibetan culture. And I find myself unable to associate with either point of view. Or rather, they have no interest in associating with me. Rinpoche laughed. Oh, yeah, but this is good. It is not possible to be a yogi and have friends who are tomyors. A yogi must live alone. To be a real yogi, you must be independent. You must be friendly with everyone, but seek friendship from none. Maybe you will have no friends at all. That is possible. No friends at all. That was a somewhat ghastly notion. I sat silently with that, without being able to form any line of thought. There was just a brooding sense of doom. Yeah, and so, what do you think? I haven't had any thoughts, Rinpoche. I'm just sitting here feeling I really don't know. Rinpoche let me continue to sit in silence, somehow aware that I would eventually frame a question or answer of some kind. I think that after what I've experienced of Western people in India and Nepal, I can probably survive without friends. I think that I've never really tried to change myself simply to have friends. Friends who will only accept me if I become like them or accept their views aren't friends anyway. I learnt that at art school. Oh, yeah, but you have friends anyway. Yes, Rinpoche, I have some good friends. Then you will always have friends. It's good that you are strong in this way. So, anyhow, Peta arrives in the mountainous region where Milarepa lives and sees him there sitting on a rock just outside his cave. He is sitting in the sun, and the pleasant mountain breeze is wafting over his schlong, which is laid out comfortably where it usually is. Peta is horrified and extremely embarrassed. She cannot look at him and hides her face. Oi, brother, she cries out, have you no shame? How can you sit here with your schlong hanging out on that rock for all to see? How can I sit here? Well, that's easy to tell, Peter. 
I just located my old touches on this rock and simply avoided moving for a while. You could do the same already. Oi vey, but your schlong is laid out there in such an unaccountable manner. It's not so hard to account for it, dear sister. Everyone's got one, if they're male. But everyone will see it. Well, maybe, but as to everyone seeing this schlong, I've not seen anyone for a month at least, apart from you, that is. Anyhow, good to see you, Peter, even if it isn't good for you to see my schlong. But how can I look at you sitting there like that? I'm sorry already, but my schlong has no interest in whether it's seen or not seen, so why should it bother you? The philosophical proposal that schlongs were obscene and should therefore not be seen was part of the world of conservative concept-ridden tomures. The long and short of it was that Petar walked back down the mountain where she begged for alms for a week to purchase a length of fabric, needle and thread with which Milarepa could address his state of undress. Having gathered everything that was necessary, she ascended the slopes in the direction of Milarepa's cave. It was a long walk from which Petar gained a great deal of merit. She presented her brother with the fabric and he happily accepted her kind presentation. So now I'll go make some circumambulations of the Churton in the village down there and when I return I'll no longer have to hide my eyes in shame. Milarepa bade Peter goodbye and promised her that he'd set to immediately with needle and thread. He was as good as his word. After a week, Petar returned to visit her brother. She was happy that this time her visit would take place under more conventionally approved circumstances. It was another long walk from which Petar gained a great deal of merit. When she saw Milarepa, however, she was horrified all over again. He'd cut the fabric and sewn it into an assemblage of thumb stalls and finger stalls. Not only was there a cover for his offending schlong, but a similar cover for his nose and for each of his fingers and toes. Oi, Givalt, brother, you mashugana, what have you done already with this fine fabric? I schlepped it all the way up here for you. Well, Peter, Milarepa replied, I thought that as you were offended by my schlong, that you might also be offended by every other part of me that looked like it. So I covered it all. Are you not pleased? In that moment, Peter realised her error. Her brother was beyond all conventional constraints because he dwelt in the non-dual state. He was like one of the Mahasiddhas of ancient India and her absurd idea simply had no application to him. Yeah, and so 
Peta became a good practitioner after that and no longer had to walk all over Tibet to gain merit. She became a meditator in this life. Tell me, can people be naked in your country? Is there a problem or not a problem? In the right situation, there's not a problem, Rinpoche. You can't take your clothes off in the high street. But when I was at art school, we'd often go swimming without clothes. Men and women? Certainly men and women, but that was art school. Oh yeah, maybe art students become nakmas and nakmas then. You know, in the first spread of Vajrayana in Tibet, practitioners wore the bone ornaments as they are shown in tankas, with no robe underneath. Now brocade robes are worn because tomyors are ashamed of nakedness. This is Tibetan culture, not Vajrayana. Do you think people would wear bone ornaments in the West without other clothes or not? Art students would. Well, the art students I used to know would do that. Rinpoche nodded. Yeah, good. Anyway, that is for you and your life. I cannot say what will happen. You must discern carefully what is possible. Now, maybe, there is one further account I will give of Minarepa.